the pulse of the Hawkesbury. Pulse 89.9. In their stride, really. Um, you know, and it does kind of make you wonder whether it's going to become more of a regular event. I mean, hopefully not. Mm. Mm. I... Well, I think everyone would hope it wouldn't be. I mean, last night we had that reprieve yesterday. We had sunshine and I think everyone would have been like, oh, this is so good. Uh, we did know that that weather, that rain bomb or whatever you want to call it, was coming. But you can also hope that the wind will take it away and we won't get it. But, gee, it came down, didn't it? Yes, I mean, it was really, really heavy, wasn't it, all night, and plus mm. a lot of thunder and lightning as well. Mm. I think there, there has been a bit of complacency with water was going down, particularly at Windsor Bridge. It was noticeably going down yesterday. Yeah. Even today, at the moment, there's not much water over it. There's some mm. of the Freeman's reach end. Mm. But, so some people, I think, have been lulled into a bit of a false sense of security, thinking the water's just receding. Mm. But the, um, the latest Bureau of Meteorology report out it's saying that we can very much expect a major flood mm. level again by mm. Monday, right. so possibly Monday evening. But it's true what you say. I mean, the weather's a funny thing, isn't it? I mean, it could just blow past us, you know. Mm. But mm. There's, there's supposed to be more rain tonight. There's supposed to be more on Monday and Tuesday. So mm. we'll just have to wait and see. But I, I, would, I would say it's not over yet. Oh, I think I know that when I was speaking to David last week from the SES and he said, oh, I've got to give you a kingy prediction here that the uh, Windsor Bridge will be open. I think it was Windsor he was talking about on Tuesday, which, of course, that is just not going to happen. I said that to him today. It's not happening. And he went, no, no. Mm. So that's. Yes, I think it'll be a while. I mean, I was looking at Richmond Bridge yesterday. Water had gone down a fair bit, but of course, mm. you still can't see the bridge, North mm. Richmond Bridge. And this morning it was up to um, I think it was almost eleven, mm. um, uh, was it eleven or twelve? I think anyway. Look, it was way way up this morning. Yeah. Yeah. So it's obviously with that rain last night. I mean, it's not just the rain falling as we know. It's in the catchment. It's the rain falling mm. in the catchment areas yeah. of the dams and the Gross you know, River, the Gross yeah. River and the yeah. PM River as well. Mm. Yeah, that's right. I think sort of we look at it at times, and if it's sunny here, we think we're right. We forget that it stretches so far down around Goulburn, the catchment area, um, all the way through. I think into Robertson and all around there. So. It's a huge area that it's encompassing and unfortunately the flow-on effects for flood is what on the Hawkesbury River we tend to get in the Pena Hawkesbury River. Look, Tony, yep. you've been in the area for a while and I know you've been reporting for some many years. Um, how do you how do you see floods when you see them with the years that you're reporting? I mean, you'd have a really good history of that. Well, the funny thing is this. If, if I go back just over a decade ago... That, I was working on the Hawkesbury Gazette then, mm. and that was when there was the first sort of sizable flood for quite some time. Mm. People were very surprised. A lot of newcomers to the area, including me at that stage, I'd mm. been here about 12 years mm. you know, now. Mm. We, we were surprised about that, and but it wasn't a major flood. Mm. And this, uh, this last one last year was the first obviously big one in the last decade, really. Mm. You know, we had the one the year before, yeah. but... It's it's been a big change, and mm. I think the one the one last year caught everybody by surprise. Oh, obviously. did it? And yeah. the, the thing is, with this year, I have to say, is given we had the floods last year, the planning this year from people like council mm. has been quite poor. 
um, if you look, for example, at the sandbag situation, mm. they eventually got sandbags available for people on the, I think it was on Thursday, wasn't it? The first mm. day the um, North Richmond Bridge was cut off. Mm. Now, now they got the sandbags at quarter to five in, in the afternoon. Mm. Richmond Bridge closed about 10 minutes later. Mm. And those sandbags were at McQuaid Park in Windsor. Mm. Now, the day before that, in fact, over a day before that, Penrith Council had their sandbags neatly stacked at Jamison Park, mm. you know, because they'd prepared. So you'd have to ask why that wasn't done before. Yeah. West of the river, there were no sandbags. Yeah. Eventually, a couple of hours later, they got some at Wilberforce at the council depot there. But, you know, for people on the west of the river, that, that amounted to almost a one-hour round trip if you wanted yeah. to get sandbags. Yeah. Now, similarly, uh, there was no evacuation centre. I mean, this has been talked about by, you know, particularly Susan Templeman, the Macquarie MP, mm. after the last floods. We need an evacuation centre west mm. of the river. People went to North Richmond Community Centre in the last flood. They couldn't do this last, this time because there were concerns that dams at Red Bank at the new development could possibly fail and then water potentially could have, you know, would have flowed down the hill towards mm. that mm. community centre. Mm. So... Eventually, they came up with Maru, the Christian um, centre, you know, up near Currajong as an evacuation mm. centre. But look, to me, that was a stark thing. I just mm. thought, why had that not been earmarked mm. after the last flood? Mm. And, you know, at the risk of going on too much here, Catherine. Yeah. The other thing is as well, I, if you go down a Wiseman's Ferry, yeah. Settlers Road, totally blocked with fallen trees and rocks and yes. everything, right? Now, after the last flood, Council talked, and that's all they've done, about getting local contractors, you know, there in those areas to give them permission to carry out work so they would have been protected and insured and all of yeah. that sort of thing. Now, that's just not happened. Yeah. And we've, it's almost a year since that happened. So they're, they, again, mm. are in a similar position to how they were last year. Mm. It's um, a lot of these things that come out from it, though, Tony, and I... I I've said this to Susan, to Sarah and to Robin uh, that I've been speaking to, uh, yet to get hold of Patrick. Um, but the thing is that we do learn from last time. And as you said, we're not sort of – we're getting the job done this time, whereas last time we really didn't know what was happening. And possibly um, maybe it could have been a little bit of – oh, well, it won't happen again, we'll get on to that, these things that you're mentioning, and no one did actually address it. It should have actually been given a time, look, we need to get this fixed by X, Y, Z, or it needs to be on a priority list, and it hasn't yeah, well, gone I on think, to that look, priority list. I think that's, that's the issue, but, I mean, let's mm. face it, we live on a floodplain, right? That's right. right. And, you know, clearly there was an issue last year. Mm. The difference this year is, yes, people are kind, they kind of knew what to expect, I yep. suppose that's probably the best way of putting it. Mm. But those those sort of infrastructure issues, yes. if you like, that should have been in place, yes. simply don't seem to have been in place. It all seems to have been last minute. Now, mm. you know, these floods are serious issues. It's like, mm. you know, it's like the bush, bushfires. You, mm. you really do need plans in place. Mm. You need to know where an evacuation centre is. See, I had people, readers, literally phoning me on Thursday saying, oh, I don't know what's happening. We've just been told to move from North Richmond because of this potential flood from Red Bank Dam. They'd never heard of Red Bank Dam. 
I'd never heard of the dam either up there. So many people hadn't, Tony. I had people saying that to us on radio that where's Red Bank Dam? Like I didn't know about it. So what was was the story about that? Well, (laughs) well, it's an interesting one, that is, isn't it? Because what happened was the SES went there and they put two alerts on two dams there. Mm. Uh, They're called Dam 13 and Dam 14. So big, big expanses of water there. Mm. And on one of them, they put a red alert on, which basically means they were really, really concerned that the dam was going to burst because of the rainwater and obviously the water flowing into it off the site as well. Yeah. And the other dam, they gave an amber alert too. Mm. So I, I suppose a kind of watch and see. Mm. And then they issued the evacuation order. Now, I talked to the SES when this happened. Literally, actually, as I was talking to the SES guy, um, he said to me, can I call you back? I've just got to put a post up on Facebook. And that was the evacuation post. Mm. He phoned me straight back. Mm. Now, the the property developer at Red Bank, obviously they're keen to protect their reputation. Mm. They came out with a media release the following day, mm. essentially a long media release, essentially saying there was never an issue. Mm. Right? Now, so what have you got? You've got some SES engineers. And that issue went all the way to SES HQ as well yeah. for them to give it the, the go-ahead yes. or not, you know. So they, they really, they, they didn't just do a knee-jerk reaction, right? Mm. So what have you got? You've got SES engineers and you've got a property developer. Mm. And you'd have to ask the question, who are you going to trust in that situation, mm. right? Yeah. Now, you know, I don't know. As journalists, we tend to go with the experts, mm. let's put it that way. But anyway, nothing happened in the end, thank God. But yeah. clearly there was an issue potentially there, um, which, you know, it's never been there before mm. when it was undeveloped land, obviously, with all of those key line dams in there, mm. which all flowed through, you know, in a logical yes. way. There was never, there's never been an issue with that before, ever. Yes. Well, that's something that needs to be on the priority list because if another de- uh, flood comes through, which I'm sure it will do, we need to know exactly what's happening with that. There was an article written in the, um, geez, it could have been the Sydney Morning Herald, I can't remember, about uh, Shane Stone uh, saying that building on the floodplain was, uh, shouldn't, shouldn't happen. Uh, yes. I think that caused a little bit of controversy too. Now, mm. I looked at that article and I think I spoke to maybe even Susan Templeman about that and I look at the article not so much that he's – well, I my impression is he wasn't calling people fools for building on there because those planes were opened up to be built on by developers or by uh, either the state government or council for property development without infrastructure. Now – that's how I took that article to go. And this is what you're talking about again with Red Bank. Now, where is the infrastructure to make sure those dams are safe and why didn't anyone know about them? Well, yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Because what the Red Bank um, people said to me is that the dams are, the dams are very well regulated. You know, they're regulated by, by state governments and they were perfectly safe, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, you'd, you'd kind of say, yes, they'd say that, wouldn't they? You know, mm-hmm. but in, in a serious, you know, flood and water event. I mean, in the case of Red Bank, there was no flooding. It was just obviously the heavy rain yeah. and it's flowing into those dams. Yeah. You've got to keep an eye on those things. If it was checked last week, that doesn't necessarily mean it's still safe this week, yeah. you know, after the rain. That, yeah. That's just logical, you know. Yeah. So, yes, it's, it's, it's an issue, you know. Mm. And also because they're building there, mm. a lot of flats, 
ground, tarmacked over or concreted over, water's flowing through. Now, they said about the dam, again, the developers said to me that, you know, we've got a real good pipe system. It takes excess water out, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it should keep the level level, if you like. Yeah. But, you know, what is to say that that wasn't working properly back, you know, last Thursday? Yeah. Clearly, the SES were concerned. I mean, as the SES guy said to me, he said, you know what, we'd rather be careful than have a disaster on our hands. And yeah. quite right, too. You know, yeah. that that's what they have to do, you know. But do you know what? I found that a lot of the residents around there didn't know about the dam. And yes, they were quite well, concerned once they realised, and some of the older residents too. Well, yes, I think, you, I think well, none of us knew, quite mm. frankly. I mean, yeah. when The Guardian did a story on it, funnily enough, obviously they don't have journalists here, but they actually called it the Red Bank Dam at, dam at Mudgee. <laughs> and the reason for that, obviously, was because the journalists had thought, where, where the hell is this Red Bank Dam? Yeah. And had just looked it up yeah. and had found one up there. Yeah. So, you know, that was something we had to check out as well. Yeah. But, yeah, look, they're, they're building there at Red Bank, as we know. Yep. They've got some water feature areas there. Mm -hmm. it, you know, I've seen a map of where these dams are. Mm -hmm. Some of them are, I suppose, leftovers from the original, you know, key line oh. dams and yep. water um, lakes that were there. Yeah. But, yeah, you, you'd certainly think that, you know, an eye would have to be kept on those, mm -hmm. particularly when it's heavy rain anyway. Yeah, yeah, particularly so. Well, you know, I think that a lot of things, as last time, will come out of this uh, situation. And, you know, I think one of the things will be how long it took to get the disaster uh, relief in place, like for people to be have a disaster, like even zoned that way here. Because a lot mm. of people were very, um, you know, well, where am I going to get my dollars from? But that came through in the end, which was great. And I suppose now we have to go into how long this will last and then we've got to clean up. Yeah, that's right. Look, I think one of the other, if you like, one of the positive things is that down in the McDonald Valley, so St Albans area and also Wiseman's Ferry mm. down there, mm. they were really stuck during the last flood. You know, mm. they didn't see any SES people, for example, for three to four days. Mm. That, well, they didn't see anybody, you know, mm. and they were in real dire straits. Mm. Now, this time, the SES have made a really, really yeah. big effort down there. I was talking yeah. to somebody there this morning. And, you know, they've had um, helicopters going, delivering food and yes. veterinary supplies and, yeah. and medicines. And, you know, people could basically order the food that they needed. Yeah. They've also had boats going down there and police boats as well. So, yeah. you know, that's one, that is a lesson that was learned yeah. and that was enacted on, that's for sure. I wonder how um, the um, but, um, caravans are going down that way, caravan parks, sorry, Del Rio? Yes, I don't know about Del Rio specifically, but, mm. um, I, yeah, I mean, that, that obviously would have some issues with flooding down yeah. there. Mm. It'd be interesting. But it, you are right. I mean, the SES have got onto that, and same with me. I was speaking to SES, and they have got boats, and uh, they're looking after the McDonald area and those little bits that are getting cut off, and even up in Colo, uh, one yep. of the areas were mentioned up there, which I'd never heard of. So, you know, it's it's good that we've learnt from it, and we've still got more learning. That's what life's about. Well, that's right. Uh, but I suppose, look, you know, touch wood so far. We haven't had any death. Yeah. last year and we didn't have any deaths this year so mm, far let's hope that continues mm. you know and um, that's the main thing mm. look i think one of the other things is that really came out last year and it's the same this year 
is a community spirit. Mm. You know, people do really look out for each other. Yep. Um, a lady at, um, down at Wiseman's was telling me today, you know, her husband's been out delivering fuel to people and also mm. delivering food, mm. making sure everybody's all right. They're doing door knocks down mm. there. Mm. So, you know, that's really good. It does bring people together, you oh, know, which you. is a real positive thing. It is, most definitely. I totally agree with you there. And that's actually shining through all the way through this is how much yep. the community spirit, the volunteers, people just doing these little acts that are actually huge acts for other people. And it's wonderful yep, to see. Yeah, that's right. It's absolutely, you know, the community thing. You know, it really blew me away last year. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's the same this year. You know, mm. it's good. That's the good thing about the Hawkesbury. Everybody does get together and pull together and help. Yeah, it is. It most definitely is. Look, thanks a lot, Tony, for taking the time out to chat with me. I know you're busy trying to keep everyone up to date. And uh, that's great you are and it's good we are. And uh, let's keep the community informed. Yep, good stuff. Thanks, okay. Catherine. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And, of course, that was uh, Tony Bosworth from uh, the Hawkesbury Post. He was giving us uh, what's been going on and a little bit of news of what's happening around in the area. The Pulse of the Hawkesbury. Pulse 89.9.